0: to welcome y'all to secrets from the south i'm your friend scotty ray along with my co-host terry now you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the six o'clock news we talk a little slower and we've got a southern drawl but nonetheless we've got a great podcast lined up just for you we'll bring you some interesting stories they're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable but it would be just plain impolite not to share them so get yourself comfortable Find some Southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. We'd like to welcome you back once again to another episode of Secrets from the South. And without fail, Terry has been sharpening her skills. And well, I mean by that, her prankster skills. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode titled, The Zimmerman Prank. Terry, do you believe people still like you?
1: Uh, well, I hope so. Well,
0: I have to just be blunt because it is known around town that you were the prankster. And the rumor is people see you coming and they start going the other way now.
1: Now, I got to tell you, I love doing a prank. And I think my family and anybody that knows me well knows that they are fair game. Put it this way, Scotty. I was reaching out to a friend and I said, hey, tell me about some of the pranks that I pulled. I forget about them. And well, the what? reason that I forget about them.
0: You do so many
1: because I do so many, and because I'm plotting or I'm scheming or working on the next one. I mean, it's just, you know, it's not like when you do a really, really, really good one, and I'd i like to say that I've had some really, really good ones. But, you know, if you don't do them that often, they kind of stick with you. And I guess if it just kind of is something that you do without thinking, that's just kind of how you... You know how you approach things now, is you don't think that much about it.
0: Would you say you've got a top five or you've got a top 10 here?
1: How much time do we have?
0: <laughs> as long as it takes.
1: I guess I've got several that I think probably turned out, I would say, pretty good.
0: All right, from uh, top to bottom, let's start, start well, with that. Well, I'm end just going
1: to do it. Let me just do it randomly because I just have to. I don't even know that I even want to rank them, okay? Okay. And I'm going to ask you, or would you consider yourself a prankster? Not not really.
0: I've done a few, but, you know, like while we're sitting here talking, I'm trying to remember some of the things that I've done, and I'm just kind of blah at the moment. I can't think of them. I know I've done some, but I'm, I, they're just not ding a of, yeah, that was a good one. I'm not having that come back to me.
1: Well, and you know, sometimes you target the same people over and over and over, Cause and they're they gullible. still end up falling for it. Yeah, and it's like if the same person is pranking you over and over and over, do you ever get to a point where you smell a rat? And sometimes they don't. <laughs> and sometimes I think that you can pull the wool on them so well, it, it really ends up being too. Do you have a poker face? I mean, would you say you have a poker face no, when I, it comes to pranks?
0: I, I'll smirk and, and give it away.
1: Okay. This when is, I and this is what's so weird for me. I would say that I have a poker face when it comes to pranks. But other than that, I think that I am a easy read. Like if I'm upset, yeah. if I'm mad, if I'm laughing, whatever else, if I'm kind of aggravated, it's probably a hard thing for me to conceal, even though I think I'm doing a good job of concealing it. But when it comes to pranks, it's like you just, you get in a whole different gear.
0: Now, are you talking like you call a restaurant and you ask for an elephant, or are you talking serious stuff here?
1: First and foremost, it's never, ever intended to be anything that would be harmful to somebody or or make them embarrassed to wear. And I did do one thing that I I think about recently. But, I mean, nothing that is in front of a crowd or that would – make them, uh, that would hurt them in any way or tarnish their reputation or anything like that. It's just innocent. And most of the time, you prank people that you know are going to be receptive to it. You-, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they won't get upset. Yeah, exactly. They know it for what it is. It's a prank. And then it's fair game. Now, I will We'll say this. A lot of times, and this is when you know you're a prankster, when somebody will prank me and they'll go, oh, you you shouldn't have done that. And they'll go, no. they'll say, why? And they'll say, oh, Boy, it's going to be bad because it's going to be even worse. Revenge. Uh, exactly. I mean, that's, and that's half fun. And I got a friend out there right now that you know, and I'll just say they're a realtor, <laughs> that I told them, and they'll be listening to the podcast.
0: Okay. What did you tell them? That her?
1: I told them that I was going to get them. And see, half of it is when they really know that you're capable of pulling something really well on them. All you have to do is just kind of sit back, and they'll sweat on their own.
0: You think she's sweating at
1: this point? Oh yeah, but I think they forget about it until something comes up, and then I I think they start thinking about, oh, are they getting ready to pull the wool on me? But I just want them to know that I haven't forgot about you. It's coming. But I'll start off with a story. We're gonna we're gonna call this one the Zimmermans, okay?
0: Zimmermans, okay.
1: All right. So some tennis buddies. And I want to say this was probably, may have been on the Florida line, could have been on the Alabama line. But anyway, and we're out there playing paddle ball on the beach. You know what I'm talking about. You see the people out there. And boy, we used to just play that. And we had a group that went and shopped. You know, you always have those friends, females, that they want to go shop when they get to the beach. When I get to the beach, I want to go to the beach. I don't care. any. I'm not a shopper. There were three of us that stayed behind. The rest of them went. And they went off and went shopping. So we conjured up this idea that an elderly couple wades out in the water. And you know that you have to be careful about riptides because, you know. It'll pull you under. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, when we were at the beach just, uh let's see, two weekends ago, they had a false alarm. And, I mean, they had everybody and their brother. And it was really scary for a moment, you know flying down the uh, beach line, the coastline, trying to go after somebody, and then it ended up that they could account for the person, and it was, like I said, false alarm. But anyway, we had this elderly couple that we made up, and their names were, as we called them, the Zimmermans, okay? Okay. So we conjured up this story that they got out there, just going to take a little, you know, quick little wade out in the water and get about knee deep and got in trouble, okay? And they needed rescuing Now, we're building all this story up, and we tell our tennis buddies that went shopping when they come back that the Zimmermans got out there and they got in trouble. And so what you always want to do is it was two of us that went out there in the water and rescued the cute little elderly couple. And the other one, the other buddy, the purpose of them is they can vouch for the story. You Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah, it happened. It happened. It really happened the way that, you know, we said. So then – we told them, and they were just taking it all in, like, oh, my gosh. I mean, what happened? I mean, we went into great detail. They got in, got way in, quickly got in, and it took them under, and we had to go out there and pretty much drag them up to the shoreline. They were fine, got them back, got them where they could get up and kind of walk on their own, kind of collect themselves. But it was it was really scary. And, uh, of course, all of this is, is hogwash. And so we're telling them this. Well, what they didn't know was while they were out shopping, you know, back in the day, you didn't have a debit card. You know, if you didn't take cash or cashier's check or credit card or, you know, check or something like that. Well, everybody took cash. So, you know, everybody had several hundred dollar bills. So between the three of us, I think we counted up like ten, one hundred dollar bills.
0: So a grand.
1: And we put it in an envelope and wrote a letter. From the Zimmermans, okay. Friends, come back. We've already told them the whole story about how we've rescued the Zimmermans. Get a and we then we act like we said there was a knock on the door, like we'd fake that, okay. Now they, a couple of them, had been into the wine and they were feeling good and glad about all their purchases and things like that. So they heard it. Well, we had. One of us go to the door, and you know how the from the back of you, you can acknowledge, you oh know, yeah, shake, shake your head, head and move and gesture and all that like you're talking to somebody. Well, there was nobody on the other side. And all we did was pull that envelope with the letter out from like under our waistline or something like that to make it look yeah, like it came from. Yeah, stuffed in the underwear. To make it look like it came from the Zimmermans. uh uh-huh when they started reading that and we were like oh my gosh they were beside themselves because we said we were going to keep that thousand dollars oh they were they were so upset with us and then we finally admitted that they'd been had and for years to this day we'll still be playing tennis and every once in a while we'll say I wonder what the Zimmermans are doing you see I'm sitting
0: here trying to get inside your mind why you would even want to do that Terry because of the it's
1: funny because you get people drawn into something that is bs
0: oh it definitely was but (laughs) i mean i don't think i could wrap my mind to come up with that i mean that's i commend you i don't think i could have come up with it
1: scotty you just need to be on your toes you never know, know call my husband and ask him some stuff that i pulled on him now he's pulled some stuff on me i just love the idea of plotting something and then you just act like the innocent person the one i think i've told before is the one that you know i pulled on my dad yeah 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 i remember that so i mean it's just it's just a ton of fun to do something like that but another one that i pulled was this was where you could get and don't ask me how you do it now but you could get go on the internet and you could get into this app where you could put in the phone number. I had that. That you wanted to call, right? And you probably did that with a radio station or something like well, it,
0: that. It'll show that you're calling from a different place.
1: Yeah. Well, this one was saying that somebody's debit or credit card had been used. And, and this is where it looks like it's calling from whatever number. And then Correct. you go through the, the, the scam part of, and I had a buddy who had just come back from a trip from Guatemala. So guess where the credit card I said had been oh. used? Oh, yeah guatemala and you get them all in a panic and they're thinking oh my gosh i gotta close my card out and then the the list just goes on and on and on and um i've had a tennis buddy that yeah, you're rating when you're playing tennis that means a lot if you're a competitive tennis player and with some of us we have too much pride and so it's all about getting that rating. The higher rating we can get, the better that we are. So what
0: is the highest you can get? Well,
1: I mean, really, like five O would be like at a pro level. And at the time, I don't know, maybe we were playing 4-5. And so a buddy of ours, and and the ratings come out every year. And some people get moved up, and some people get moved down. And for us competitive folks who have too much pride to admit <laughs> that maybe we're not the players that we once were, but at this time, you know, we're on our peak. This is years ago. And this person probably played, I'm talking about three or four days a week. And their game really was, I mean, it was solid game. And so we did it where I copied the letterhead from the USTA, which is the United States Tennis Association. I probably could go to the pen for falsifying Documents. their letterhead and made it look legit and then typed up the letter Saying that they had been bumped down meant meaning they were going down a level, and that's you know that's just so demoting. I mean, it's just you it's know like
0: letting the air out of you. Oh yeah.
1: So I mean, here they felt like and you're competitive with your peers. You know that whole thing of letting them think that they'd been bumped down just about did them under. <laughs> you know, and then you finally reveal that it was all a scam. Yeah, it's just things like that. It's the things that take time to plot and plan that I love doing. You're twisted. I am twisted. I always
0: give in when I start to see that that little bit of, uh, I don't think the word is sorrow, but when they start going down, I can't handle it, and I give in. I admit that I've done it.
1: Well, now, we've had a couple of jokes that we've done, and right out of the gate, somebody was – upset, or somebody was mad, you immediately know, I got to bail on this. Because again, it's not worth it. I mean, you're doing it to friends that you think can handle it. You know what I'm saying?
0: But you know, like I'm that guy, I, I do a lot of mine, what I would call live. Do you know what I mean by that? As in, don't stand next to me and say, that woman looks good over there. Because I will walk over and tell her, this guy says you look hot. <laughs> things like, that. I'm, yeah, I'm more yeah, of that uh-huh. kind of little prankster. I do things of that nature. But I can't remember a single time lately that I've done it.
1: Oh, and don't you know that I think I'm a good prankster, but don't you know there's some great pranks that are out there?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Well, Scotty, here's one that I want you to listen to.
0: All right, I'm all ears. Is this something you're going to get an idea to do later yourself?
1: No, I mean, it's just not my style, but I think it's a good one. Okay. Okay, so it says in 1999, this is a guy that's writing this. He said, I had a four-year-old internet advertising agency with 15 employees. A global corporation was buying it. Weeks before the sale was finalized, I had an early morning doctor's appointment and saw these cups in the bathroom marked urine specimen. I took a bunch of the cups, got into the office before any of the employees arrived, left a cup on each person's desk with a memo that said the buyer required a urine test from everyone in the company before the sale could be approved. A nurse would arrive at noon to test the samples. One by one, they trickled in and proceeded to go crazy. I won't say the word that they used, but anyway. Oh, okay. That's a violation of my rights. They can't do this. My personal life is my personal life. I commiserated, but reminded them that if I didn't sell the company, we'd probably go belly up and we'd all be out of a job. Not a lick of work was done all morning. Finally at noon, we all gathered in the reception area, each of us holding a full urine specimen cup. I spoke to the group. Guys, I hate this as much as you do. I looked at my cup, and I really hate my sample. The color of this urine is terrible. I think I'll run it through one more time. (laughs) And then he drank it. I didn't have to tell them it was peach snapple. They knew they'd been had. Fifteen people, 45 man hours and women hours wasted, pissed away, so to speak. And I loved every second of it. Best prank ever.
0: And I have seen that one actually done before years ago when I was on the road. Really? We used to have to do the urine samples on everybody we hired. And we had, I think it was about 25 guys. Was this is when had. you were traveling? Yeah. We had 25 guys sitting at a table. And the very first thing you do is you have to give your specimen. And that takes, for 25 people, a couple hours. I mean, and, that's you're got, booking.
1: and that's going into one bathroom. One and bathroom. Now, is it...
0: You gotta watch them do it too. Okay. Okay. And then everybody, sign, you know, you gotta sign your, yeah. your John Henry. I done this. Yeah. The bag is sealed and it's put in the drop box to be delivered. Well, my coworker comes in. Of course, for some reason, I got appointed as the head. Is there any other way to word it other than the head P guy?
1: Yeah. Well, if I, that's what you're doing, that's a good word for it.
0: I was handling the situation and he comes that's in a,
1: that's a that sounds like have you ever seen a History of the World Part One?
0: No, I missed that Piss one. Boy, it's uh, Tim
1: Conway, and then it's Harvey Corman and he says, Piss boy, piss boy <laughs> and he has to run over there with a big bucket and I hold the it. bucket. Oh, it's hilarious.
0: So it goes to this and he comes in and they're all out there waiting to uh take their little test that they've gotta do. And he walks in and grabs a bag out of it. And, you know, even at this point, I I had not – I didn't know it was a prank.
1: And this is your coworker. Yeah. And you yeah. weren't in on it.
0: Yeah, he did not let me in. He goes, uh, which one of you fellers is this here? And that's just the way he <laughs> talked. <laughs> and he holds it up, and you could see it was pretty bright. Yeah. So he takes out his pocket knife, and he rips it open, and he uh holds it up to the light up, and he goes, fellas, this, this is peculiar looking, and he pops the lid on it. And turns it up and drinks it, and those men gagged. I have never seen grown men. It was nearly throwing up all over the floor.
1: And so did he immediately tell them that they they'd figured been it hayed? out okay. about
0: that point that it was a big game. But he he pulled it off very
1: good. I've never been that great at something like that. Well, you know, when I, in the little story that I was talking about, I was talking about the nurse. You know, that was going to be there at twelve o'clock in this little story. Right, and that just reminded me of one that uh, a friend of mine is an RN and had retired with the school system and was doing some part-time work or PRN work for the healthcare facility. And so she was going to have to renew her basic life support certification. And so I had already knew she was coming. So I had told my team who were all these, you know, healthcare educators, pediatric, critical care. I mean, we some smart folks. And that's who you have to go through to get your certification renewed. And you have to have that because, and that's a good thing. If you're, you know, going to a healthcare facility, you want to make sure that people have renewed certifications. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, and she's, like I said, she's re- she's retired RN with the skill system. She knows basic life support, or as some people call from the basic piece of that is the CPR piece. But anyway, and then so, and then there's the advanced life support system that you have to go through. But anyway, so I'd already told him. I said, now, look, and I don't know why this popped in my head, but I said when she comes in, there's a part of it where they have to walk through the steps with the instructor, and then they have to demonstrate on a dummy. Okay? Well, you
0: do the, yeah, I class. Yeah,
1: exactly. So she comes in, she's going to do her little spiel. She's thinking she's going to get her little certification to be done with. She comes in, she walks through the process. She starts doing the, going through the, the maneuvers. The compressions. The compressions with the mannequin. And the instructor stop! and she looks at him kind of puzzled like it's like you know I've been doing this for a long time I know what I'm doing she said I don't know that if you're aware of this but the American Heart Association has updated now keep in mind this is all BS okay has updated their regulatory requirements and you now have to do pulse pulse and then you have to swing your hips to one side okay and then pulse pulse and swing your hips to another side i mean it looked retarded but that was the whole thing
0: but you would have to be really good to pull that off on somebody to get that he's telling her she's got to swing well her
1: hip. Th- this is a female talking to another female and so i mean you had to get up there and and i said when you tell her i want you to really exaggerate the putting the hands on that. So visualize, you're putting your hands on your hip. And I mean, you are getting it pulse, pulse. You're swinging that your hips to that one side and then doing compressions and then going pulse, pulse to the other side. I mean, it's ridiculous when you think about it. But she's standing there. The instructor, now keep in mind, these are people that teach this all the time. And so the instructor says, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. And so she mimics what she wants this person to emulate. And they're looking at him like, They're crazy, and you can see they're almost embarrassed to have to do it, but here's an instructor telling them this, and so what do they do? You could tell there was a lot of apprehension, and this whole time I'm hiding behind a door watching this take place. I mean, I'm just loving it because it's a friend of mine, and so she reluctantly does that, and then I come busting in going, you know, acting like I'm doing the compressions and then going, pulse, pulse. She knew right then she'd been had. And I mean, that's... But those are the types of fun things that you play on your friends that you can bring up every single time it suits you. It's a prank that keeps on giving. It's like getting the jelly of the month club. It just keeps on giving.
0: So all you got to do is say pulse now.
1: Oh, yeah. And she already knows it. She's threatened to get me back. But I think, like I said, my buddies know that it's just best just... To take but, your licks and go on about but it. But
0: honestly, have you ever been gotten? Oh yeah. The best that's been done to you. Uh,
1: there's several. I mean, honestly, I- I'll tell you another one that I did. I just come to mind, and I'll, and we'll have to have another episode, Scotty, where I can talk about the ones that I've been had on. But I mean, everybody's been had. I mean, you're not that. I mean, there's a gullible side to me, so I can. Easily fall for a prank. But I had a friend of mine, this was around Christmas time. Okay. And we started this little tradition where when I started at this place that I worked at for a long time, great people. And it was something that I had picked up for something that I had worked at before, where the last two weeks of Christmas, the way it, everybody signs up to bring goodies. Now, you know how you are with Christmas mm-hmm. everybody is eating. Correct. You know, somebody's bringing something. And so if you wanted to eat, you had to participate. You had to sign up one day out of those two weeks and bring some things. And we didn't, we kind of looked unfavorably if you went and got the store-bought cake and box of crackers. I mean, this needed to be homemade. You know, you had to put some effort into it. I mean, it could be easy, but it was just not something that you would typically go buy at the store. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. These were... It could be anything from people did sweet things to salty things to dips, cakes, cookies, whatever. Well, this friend of mine would always, and I loved him dearly, went to eat lunch with him every day. A whole bunch of us did. He'd come by and he'd shoot the bull with me. And the setup was right outside my office. And he'd come by. He always had a plate full of stuff. Well, I kept looking and he wasn't on that list anywhere. He just wanted to be in the club that was... The eating club. He didn't want to be in the club. I
0: can't, I can't blame him.
1: We had guys that honestly either had their wives prepare stuff or they went to a catering place and, I mean, or, you know, they went and got three dozen donuts. I mean, they could do some things if they wanted to. Right. He just wanted to eat. Okay. Yeah. So I told everybody, I said, when so and so comes by tomorrow, I'm bringing some chocolate-covered candy, okay? You don't want to eat it. So I told everybody, okay? So they were like, all right, all right. So they all knew what was happening. Here he comes. Got him a plate, came on in my office, starts talking. He grabbed, and I see it sitting on this plate. It's all I can do to keep a straight face. He starts popping those little candies, chocolate-covered candies in his mouth, And eating it, and you could hear, and he ate two or three, and then he got him some more and started eating, and I felt terrible. I finally admitted years later.
0: You didn't do what I think you did, did you? What
1: it was. Guess what it was. I'm thinking X-Lax here. No, no. that Like I said, I won't do anything that's harmful to somebody. Chocolate covered dog food. Do what? I That's just as bad. No, it's not. Yes, I had it taken... Is. you put dog dookie and <laughs> no, chocolate. Dog, no, dog food. Oh. Dog food. I thought you said you took <laughs> dog mess from the yard and put chocolate up. Oh, no, I don't. No, I'd only do that for you, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> no, dog food. And he ate it. And he ate it. And I felt bad because this was a good buddy so of how'd mine. Why would you stop him? I just let him keep eating it. It so wasn't going to hurt him. <laughs> That's not what I Mean. <laughs> and then we were out one night with a whole bunch of us, and we were having a good time, and it got the best of me. And I told him, and he just cracked up and laughed.
0: He thought it was funny. He
1: thought it was funny. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You kind of need to know who your victim's going to be. Sometimes that can backfire. You know what Somebody I'm saying? Somebody like that come after you. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I did feel bad. So I don't know if that gives me any brownie points. Probably not. No. It but didn't. I, I did feel bad. But I got to tell you, it was. Hilarious.
0: Dog food. Okay, you win the award there.
1: It was hilarious.
0: (laughs) There's always that person at the office, well, who doesn't bring anything to the get togethers, but that's okay. I now know that if it doesn't say Little Debbie on it, I ain't taking it from Terry. I don't know about y'all, but that woman's dangerous. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. We'd like to say thanks for dropping by. And if you don't mind, tell a friend about us. We sure hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll see you back next week here at Secrets from the South.